Time for an intro. When we start. Oh, are we already recording? We're recording. Okay, great. Good morning, Tom. Good morning, Paul. Happy New Year. Happy New Year to you, too. It's good to be back. It's good to be back. We, one of us, puts this podcast in our New Year's resolutions. Okay. The other did not. The Okay, we were talking so. about our New Year's resolutions. I will say, the one who did not put it in our New Year's resolution was the one who sent the message to initiate this yeah, recording. Yeah, yeah. So maybe he That's also... That's a tail between his legs. Kind of <laughs> right he there. might yeah. also have an interest in recording this podcast, even yeah. if he did not make it an explicit resolution, in yeah. part because he is a stoic who <laughs> believes... <laughs> That your resolutions should be only about things that you personally can control and not things that other people have control over as well, basically. And since this podcast is a consensual act, I didn't want to make a resolution that required you to still want to do it if you still didn't still want to do it. Oh man, Tom! See, I have turned the I I have (laughs) turned the tables on you. I I made my resolutions like Marcus would. Wow! Wow! That's. I don't know what to say to that. In some ways, going to work out three times a week is, it's very boastful of you to think you can control that. You know, there's <laughs> yes, a meteor that's, that's circling the, all of the this, galaxy yes. right now with your name on it. Yes, all resolutions are folly. Yeah, what, what can you can't we... control anything. Yeah. <laughs> yes, the yeah. only correct resolution is to do the correct thing in the correct time when yeah. it's handed to you. Yeah, yeah. which yeah. isn't a resolution at all. It's what you always should have been doing anyway. That's interesting. Yeah, I guess how would Marcus set his resolutions? <laughs> yeah, I was I was going to ask you this question. That's my fun uh-huh. Marcus question for the week. What do you think his relationship to New Year's resolutions would be? I can't imagine he would... First of all, I don't know if they had... I doubt they had the concept of a New Year's resolution. Right. But let's say they did. I guess in some ways, the concept of I want things that... You're right. These are all things you can't really control. Any meaningful resolution... Yeah. You can't really control. So maybe he would do the thing you're doing, which is very sort of minimal uh, scope resolutions, like things that, you know, are about as close to one person control as as possible. Yeah. Like doing yoga twice a week. In my journal every day. Right in my journal every day. Yeah. But that's, yeah, maybe that's what, actually, that's probably true. That is probably the most stoic way to do it. Yeah. Whereas when the war against the Germanic hordes is not on there. Yeah. I agree. The thing that feels odd about resolutions at all for a guy like Marcus is I expect that when the Ger- Ger- the Germanic War or whatever was something he was like, yes, I have already been planning to do that because it's my duty to do that. Yeah. And all the other stuff is informed by my station and the place where I find myself in life, et cetera, et cetera. Yeah. And if I'm truly responding to the things, to my duties or whatever. Yeah then he shouldn't need to make any resolutions. But maybe it, he's imperfect and human, and there are ways in which he knows that he is not fully fulfilling his duties, and so his resolutions could be ways to better fulfill his mm-hmm. duties, or, yes, to do little things like write in his journal or whatever else. Yeah. This whole book seems to point to him being very human. Yeah. So I would guess that he would be comfortable admitting that he needs a little bit of... Yeah. Boy, if you had some uh, resolutions, nope. wouldn't you write them down in this journal that <laughs> we're true. reading? <laughs> that's true, actually. Yeah. yeah, that's true. The way he writes is, as we've established, interesting and not the way I think most people would write. He's doing, know. yeah, that's true. These are a little bit resolution-y all yeah, year long. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, uh, in a way, these are all resolutions, aren't they, actually? They're yeah. all just be nicer to people. They're yeah. Very unspecific <laughs> is the only problem. They're yes. just unmeasurable. Yeah, so maybe we're actually exactly wrong about what kind of resolutions <laughs> Marcus would make. They're not do yoga three times a week. They're... Right this 
Yeah. <laughs> They're extremely philosophical and vague. Yeah, that's too bad. Yeah. Interesting. It's interesting that you call these entries emotional. I think they are, but I think I've had the feeling that I have lost that feeling from them a little bit since we started this exercise where I think right at the beginning when we got the sort of gratitude journal first chapter I was connecting more with Marcus as a human being and the sort of pathos of this book and then I think it's been a challenge for me to stay connected to that over the because the entries get so abstract it can be hard to connect with him he's not making it easy as a person but okay but here's what's interesting over the break I rewatched this video that we watched before the first episode. This uh-huh. guy named Michael Segru or something like that, who has a great YouTube video on stoicism and on the meditation specifically. Yeah. And he's like the Oh, he's so passionate. He's the right? Platonic yeah. ideal of a good classics professor. He's just the best. <laughs> yeah. But what's interesting is that his description of this book, Meditations, I had forgotten this from the first time I, I watched it, is that it is a book that is just full of pathos and all you can do is sympathize with this guy because it's his clearly his life is so hard and i was like wow i have totally been missing that recently from so that's the the sort of lens i i want to connect emotionally with marcus a little bit more let's do it while we read this and i think i want to try to read it more sympathetically and less screw you marcus why are you being so yes yeah i want to try to find the pathos in it yeah yeah okay so so the scene is he had to don the purple yes yeah. a ton of work his wife apparently cheated on him all the time oh, i wow. learned about that recently yeah. i'm reading mary beard's emperors or whatever oh cool yeah so his wife is constantly cheating on him okay. i don't know if they had the best marital relationships obviously his son is a screw up yeah. as we know from history He's... and yeah, this isn't my opinion. It's Michael Segrus, but Michael Segrus describes him as probably the loneliest man in the world, too. <laughs> Just like he has no peers, there he has is, no peers. There is yeah. no one he can talk to. Oh my gosh! And he is yeah. the point that this video makes, which I thought was a good one, and I'll, I'll just raise because I think I I like yeah. it. It's like. He's the most powerful man on earth in a way that we can barely comprehend. He, if he wanted to have all the money in the world, yeah. he could just do it. If he yeah. wanted to be drunk all the time, he yeah. could do it. If he wanted to have yeah. sex with anyone in the world, yeah. he could do it. And yet he yeah. doesn't do any of those things yeah. and consistently makes very good choices, which is really hard. Would you do yeah. that if you were in his situation? I, think, I, I think wouldn't. The other side of that balance is that he feels an immense pressure to to be remembered and to yeah like all the good quote-unquote good emperors did they want to yeah. imitate or, or be on the same pedestal as their you know worthy predecessors yeah what an insane amount of pressure, it's a lot of pressure. Holy yeah. yeah and then it's good imagine basically and to consistently do the right thing wow holy crap yeah i think that's a good point yeah yeah i think that's a good point yeah Okay, let's read it with okay. that lens. Yeah, let's do our best. We are still at the tail end of book four here. Yep. Okay, we're at the 34th bullet point, which is a short one. Hand yourself over to Clotho voluntarily and let her spin you into whatever she pleases. All right, I feel like we're, we need one critical piece of information. Okay, we're going to do a quick Google who search on Clotho. Clotho. Before we do, Paul, uh, give us a guess yes. on, what, on who Clotho yes, is. Yes, Clotho is the god of, of doing your laundry. If you give yourself over to Clotho, you're essentially being laundered, hence the spin you and whatever. Yeah. Into whatever Seems she like she's got to be something with weaving and yarn and that kind yeah, of thing. Yeah, it has to be. She is 
Okay. She. I don't know why we're assuming she. It, she is a she. Oh, sweet. But doesn't he? Yeah, let her spin you. Oh, okay. Fair yeah. enough. <laughs> um, uh, okay, I'm going to read a couple sentences from her Wikipedia page. Clotho is a mythological figure. She is the youngest goddess of the three fates, or Moirai. In ancient Greek mythology, she spins the thread of human life. Okay, nice. And her sisters draw out Lachesis and cut Atropos the thread. Oh, yeah. That's right. Okay. I remember this from the Hercules movie. Uh... Oh, cool. I don't remember <laughs> them. She makes major decisions like when a person is born and thus, in effect, controls people's lives because she spins the thread of your awesome yeah okay that, that makes a lot of sense yeah clotho is spinning your life and you hand yourself over voluntarily yes don't rage against the the forces that have spun the thread of your life yeah just, just yeah. let them spin it yeah. yes that's let, nice. let go marcus yeah. yeah 35 everything transitory the knower and the known don't understand the second part i my guess is he's saying that you learn some stuff but that stuff changes over time you learn this stuff about the world but the world changes Mm, and not only that you change yep wow that's exactly right that makes sense yeah Okay, I'm feeling the pathos more here, I yeah. think, than I was before. This, Wow, he must be going through some tough stuff if what he's writing about is basically just, hey, none of this is permanent. Just yeah. one more day, Marcus. Just yeah, Let yourself be spun around voluntarily. Yeah, just give yourself over to this thing that you've been written to do. That makes sense. Yeah. Number 36. Constant awareness that everything is born from change. The knowledge that there is nothing nature loves more than to alter what exists and make new things like it. All that exists is the seed of what will emerge from it. You think the only seeds are the ones that make plants or children? Go deeper. Whoa, whoa, very (laughs) whoa here. Yeah. Marcus. Okay, so everything is born from change. All that exists is the seed of what will emerge from it. Yeah. So everything... Everything is seeds. Will, will, yeah, blossom into something else. Yeah. I I don't... I didn't default to thinking that plants and children both come out of seeds. But I guess he's right. (laughs) Yeah. In in a metaphorical way. Yeah, I think that could be a little translation-y thing. Yeah. Yeah. Go deeper. Yeah. (laughs) I like it. Don't underestimate, in other words, how much the world has a tendency to change. It's easy to think... Things are basically constant with a few places where things sprout anew. Yeah. But no, everything is constantly sprouting anew and yeah. changing all the time. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, fair enough. I guess he's the tail end of the good emperors. Yeah. Just because there were seven good ones before me that had great successor doesn't mean this one will continue to happen. Kind of felt yeah. like COVID for the whole world. None of this makes sense. Pandemic that shuts down the entire world. Impossible. Yeah. It just happened. That's... We all watched it happen. Yeah, that's a uh, nice connection. Yeah. Yeah. I definitely remember feeling like my biggest takeaway from the pandemic personally was like, yeah. don't plan on too long a time horizon, <laughs> basically, because like yeah, yeah. crazy stuff happens and yeah. you end, like your life ends up, if you, even five or 10 years down the road, your yeah. life is just going to be way different than what you think it is. Yeah. So like yeah. plan on those types of time horizons in only the vaguest possible way. Yeah. Basically. Totally. Yeah. No, we all learned that there's a canal in Egypt that sometimes <laughs> the ship goes a little sideways and then you won't get your couch. Yeah. <laughs> like, 
it's just that's how the world works apparently and yeah. i just thought it was way more stable than that yeah yeah the stock market i've yeah i've been thinking about stuff like that we've just there have been periods of 15 years where the stock market has been flat yeah it goes so against everything that our generation believes about personal finance yep anyway yeah we're getting into maybe too many things no it's modern. good i think this is what but yeah one thing that Marcus is saying is change yeah. is constant. It's yeah. still true for us now. Yeah, yeah. I wonder what was changing for Marcus. Yeah. So one version of it is he's accustomed to s stories of a certain kind of warfare yeah. and how battles right. work and how wars go right. and what who your enemies are supposed to be. And now he's engaged in these longer, nastier wars that don't really conform to his concept of what war is yeah, supposed to be it's like. effectively guerrilla warfare. Exactly, yeah. And there's no glory in it, and right. by the way, when you win, you don't make any money. Like, yeah. you used to just, like, take tons of slaves and, right. and riches, and now it's, you yeah. Get, at best, you get some more frontier that you now have to defend from the same That's people. right, yeah. <laughs> yeah That's right. Like, yeah, this is the, t the, the period in Rome history where, yeah, you it was just... Uh, slowing down the demise yeah uh, it already must have felt like that yeah yeah so it's a total guess but yeah something like that yeah. that might be what's what's changing for him mm -hmm. number 37 on the verge of dying and still weighed down still turbulent still convinced external things can harm you still rude to other people still not acknowledging the truth that wisdom is justice Wow. Hardcore. So cool. Tattoo. <laughs> Wisdom, Wisdom is, is justice. justice. That, what does that mean? Yeah. Um, yeah, maybe that there is no justice and wisdom is, takes its place. Like some version of, basically some, there's no such thing as what should be. It's just what is. Yeah. And being wise is acknowledging that. Yeah, I, I agree with that. I think that wisdom is what's contained for him in this book basically yeah and that like when you realize those these things there is no such thing as an unjust outcome for you we all get our just outcomes because external things can't harm us we just do what we're supposed to do yeah boy i feel like we have a hint in the beginning of this as to what's going on with him yeah. on the verge of dying and still weighed down weighed down so i think he maybe he got injured and is or got very is very sick and yeah. that's what he's talking about here. Yeah. Everything transitory. Hand yourself over to Plato voluntarily. Yeah. Yeah, it's true. He's, this is intense. Not yeah. that he's ever a lighthearted guy necessarily, <laughs> but this feels like very intense stuff here, Marcus. I agree, yeah. And this almost feels more like um, he's scolding himself almost or right. something. He's saying, hey, dummy, yeah. you've written all this stuff down. You've thought so much about it. Yeah. You don't believe it yet. Yeah. Yeah. Still weighed down. Still, it's a beautiful line. On yeah. the verge of dying. Here you are. Yeah. Nothing to prove. Still you are weighed down. Still turbulent. Still convinced external things can harm you. Still rude to other people. Still rude to other people is an interesting one. Yeah. <laughs> still not acknowledging the truth. That's awesome. Yeah, I love it. Okay, let's try this. Oh, yeah, this seems better. Okay, cool. Okay, so our batteries were constantly changing. Being transitory and being spun around by Clotho. Okay, so they were now. certainly on the verge of dying. <laughs> still weighed down, still turbulent. Yes, okay. So but now we're back. All things changed. New batteries have replaced the old ones. Yes. So now we are back. Great. Okay. Number 38. Look into their minds at what the wise do and what they don't. 
who do you think he was yeah, looking at? Yeah, who are the whys for him? Probably his past teachers, right? Yeah, the, Epictetus. Yeah, he loves that guy. Yeah, yeah, the other people who I, whose names I don't remember from the first yeah. book. That's nice that he at least has role models or thinks he does. I think yeah. one of the things I, I keep hearing from my peers. I don't even know who my role model is anymore. I just, once you get close to anyone, you realize they have all these flaws. Right. It does feel like Marcus idealizes other, some other people. Yeah. And at least thinks he's, he's not close enough to them to realize that they're very human too. And, mm. and that's nice. He, yeah, he's, it, it gives him some motivation. Yeah. Yeah. That's interesting. That's, it's a really interesting question. I wonder how well he knows these other people. Yeah. I, I, yes. He's got, obviously, all yeah. these demands on his time. Maybe he doesn't have time to know anyone all that well. Or I can also imagine a scenario where... He knows them. He does know them, yeah. And he, they were his teachers or whatever, and they had a form of intimacy and closeness that we maybe don't even really have an analog for so much anymore. And he really feels like he can't look into their minds. Is a tall order. I don't know how many people's minds I feel like I could look into. Yeah. No, that's why I feel like he's... He, this is a book that he's an incredible idealist who's, yeah. like, trying to force himself into, like, into this, into the world, basically. Yeah. It's like, this book is idealist meets world. Yeah. That's how I continue to read it. That's nice. The puppy yeah. dog thing that we talked about earlier. Yeah, on. I'm coming around to that reading as well, I think. Yeah. So I'm inclined to think that... He, he still thinks that over the rainbow there are people who have mastered everything. Yes, and he's just and like... he just needs to look into their minds. I'm Mr. Junior Emperor who needs yeah. to just figure out from all the good emperors who came before me how yeah. it was that they did such a good job. Yeah. yeah. And, and no one I just can know, rule him. No, no one taps him on the shoulder and says, <laughs> hey, they fucked up a lot. And by the way, you're probably already better than they yeah. were. Yeah. 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 Poor guy. Yeah, wow. I Yes, okay. I, I like your... Re I think optimist or idealist meets world I think is a very succinct way of describing what's going on yeah. here number 39 nothing that goes on in anyone else's mind can harm you nor can the shifts and changes in the world around you then where is harm to be found in your capacity to see it stop doing that and everything will be fine let the part of you that makes that judgment keep quiet, even if the body it's attached to is stabbed or burnt or stinking with pus or consumed by cancer. Oh, cancer. He knew about cancer. Yeah, that's that feels... That's cool. Remarkably modern. <laughs> okay. <laughs> or, to put it another way, it needs to realize that what happens to everyone, bad and good, is neither good nor bad. That what happens in every life, live naturally or not, is neither natural nor unnatural. Whoa. He. This is a theme. Yeah. It's the nothing can actually harm me unless yeah. it's my character or, yes. or whatever. Like that. That's something that he constantly comes back to, and it makes sense why. Yeah. Yeah. This one feels like. I. It's one of the ones where I, I almost laugh at him a little bit with this. Like, where is harm to be found in your capacity to see it? Yeah. So stop doing that. Yeah. Feels. I think I know what he means, but read on a sort of surface level, it feels like stupid. He's saying, uh, blind yourself to what's going on in the world, and everything will be fine. 
Yeah. Uh, which that doesn't feel right to me. But the bit later about, it's basically about, yeah, separating your mind from your body and saying, even though I, my body is scared or going through something unpleasant or whatever, yeah. my mind can know that this is normal and natural and I should just, it's not actually harming me. Yeah. Which I have to say, what do you think about that? I, it's it's a it's a vision of our human experience where the mind and the body are these like separate, totally separate entities. Yeah. It doesn't totally. I don't. I don't think I totally agree. Yeah, that's right. Obviously, modern thinking has us combining the mind and the body a lot more. Yeah. And I also think it's it's considered very healthy to acknowledge rather than try to prevent yourself from seeing it it's to acknowledge it yeah to welcome that feeling in the door have it sit down have a drink a cup of tea and then yeah let it go on its way and yeah and that's certainly not what he's advocating for cover your ears (laughs) yeah Yeah. it's it's bar the door (laughs) yeah Yeah. cover your ears (laughs) yeah but maybe that's a unfair interpretation maybe he does maybe he is acknowledging it in your capacity to see it maybe what he means is like it's there yeah. Don't let it harm you. Yeah. Yep. I like that. I, yeah. I, I agree. I think the the reading we were just describing is less than generous to yeah. him. I think the truth is, yeah, it's closer to to that where he's yeah. If you see the thing and acknowledge the thing, you can set it aside. Yeah. And it hasn't harmed you. In some ways, it's it's every passage in this book is it's always a version of okay. Part of it is okay, obvious, sure, yeah. Let nothing harm you, sure, Marcus. And another one is profoundly deep and difficult to execute. And yeah. my goodness, if you could actually do this, like you'll, yeah, you're incredible. So, yeah, if you can think this way and be like death and all these things, what's going on in other people's minds, yeah, cannot harm you. That's so much power to you. Yeah. Yep. Agreed. There still is, I still have the sort of nagging feeling, though, of harm to your body is real. <laughs> and yeah. just saying, oh, yes, if you're stabbed or burnt or stinking with pus yeah. or consumed yeah. by cancer, just forget about that. Don't don't yeah. don't let it harm you. Yeah. Eh, not yeah. sure about that, Marcus. Yeah, yeah. It needs, uh, so, or put another way, it needs to realize that what happens to everyone, good and bad alike, is neither good nor bad. I'm, I'm, you know, I'm pussing yeah. and consumed by cancer, but it's ne- neither good nor bad. Yeah. 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 I mean, it, yeah. It's neither natural or nor unnatural. That one is weird. Usually he uses nature with a capital N to explain everything. Yeah. I feel like he's, yeah, to me it makes more sense to say it's all natural. To say that it's neither natural nor unnatural. Or I, I guess what he, maybe what he's saying is like, the same process is going to take it's going to happen to you regardless of if you're you think you're living naturally yeah or not so you don't earn a natural outcome by having lived naturally or something like that sure. you're just going to get what you get there's something nice about that if you think that everything is supposed to happen according to nature with a capital n yeah that's then you might think something is unfair <laughs> if yeah. it's unnatural if it's right and he's saying yeah doesn't actually, matter actually everything is fair game now yeah yeah Poor guy. Yeah. Number 40. The world as a living being. One nature, one soul. Keep that in mind. And how everything feeds into that single experience. Moves with a single motion. And how everything helps produce everything else. Spun and woven together. He's into the... He's got 
spinning and weaving yeah. on the mind. Yeah. This is like the Om concept in, in Hinduism as well. Mm. It's it's a really powerful concept mm. that everything is connected and related and we're all part of one yeah. giant being and we'll go back to that giant being after we go away. There's yeah. something very powerful and calming in that idea. Yeah. Across cultures. Yeah, that's interesting. This feels new for him to me. I or articulated yeah. the world as a living being is not something I really remember yeah. him yeah. saying it in exactly that, that those words before. Yes, I agree with you that I can see how that would be calming and it is something that is seems like it's up his alley to say, uh, Yes, we are just little cogs in some great machine or whatever. And, yeah. Step out of yourself. Yeah. Yeah. One nature, one soul is interesting, too. The world has a single soul. The value of a statement like that is is that it speaks to the section before. You know, what, what's else, what else going on in anyone else's mind cannot harm you. It's We are one and the same at the end of the day. Yeah, it, yeah, it calms you to the, the, the little things that are going on in day-to-day life. And yeah. we're all coming from a single soul and a single nature. Yeah, your desire to harm me or whatever is just a little tension in our whole big collective it's all, soul. It's all yeah. part of the world. Yeah. It's very powerful, that, that idea. Yeah. It's like, the, it's like the how for the what in the last mm. section. Like, yeah, the yeah. way to not be harmed by what's going on in someone else's mind yeah. and the shifts in the world around you is to recognize that we're all just part of one living being, one nature, one soul. Yeah. Similarly to the last one, it feels very difficult, at least for me, to actually be like, yep, I agree. (laughs) I am just a little cell in a much bigger organism or whatever. Yeah, if you can do it, hats off to you, Marcus. It's so powerful, yeah. Yeah. Number 41. This is a quote. A little wisp of soul carrying a corpse. End quote. Attributed to Epictetus, mentioned before. Lovely. Is that's how he, presumably that's how you describe a living human being? I think he's describing like life. Yeah. 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 That's awesome. Yeah. (laughs) That's really great. Yeah. (laughs) That's very cool, actually. Yeah. That's, you were talking about tattooing. (laughs) Yeah. That's a pretty hardcore tattoo as well. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. It also really tells me, I, I didn't have a sense. I, I don't know much about Epictetus. I didn't have a sense to which to the extent to which Epictetus speaks the same language as Marcus, but this is Epictetus writing a yeah. phrase that could have come out of Marcus's mouth yeah. very easily. So I think yeah. it sounds like Marcus, maybe I described him as the loneliest man in the world earlier. Yeah. Maybe he did have some peers who thought the same way oh, he did, because yeah. it certainly seems like Epictetus kind of thinks the same way. He's he like stepping into this school of thought. Yeah. Um, that, yeah, yeah. That already existed. Okay. Yeah. yeah. The I, Wisp of Soul Carrying a Corpse is really in line with this idea of the world as one living being and like totally. it's great it's a great sort of visual analogy yes i like wisp too i mean yeah. I think you could just write this as like a soul carrying a corpse that would be right. consistent enough with marcus's thinking i think right but the fact that no you don't you're not a whole soul you're just a, a little, little wisp shred of a right. soul yeah right. right that's cool i think that's lovely yeah, yeah. I, I think yeah that makes yeah that makes sense to me somehow yeah. 42. There is nothing bad in undergoing change or good in emerging from it. There you go. Oh, God. Ultimate nothing. Imagine how unpleasant it would be to work with this guy. <laughs> <laughs> Something hard happened and you, like, yeah. overcame it and improved yourself. Yeah. You get no credit. 
You just did the th- nothing good. You didn't do anything good. Yeah. You just responded to the world as you were supposed to. Think about that one. Yeah, <laughs> that yeah. would be. You can't. You, there is no way to do anything exceptionally good. I want to believe that this is still the counterbalance to the highly passionate and yeah. excited Marcus. So yeah. maybe maybe he's, these things only apply to him. He's, right? he's the loneliest man in the world, but yeah, the people who work for him... He's only judging the contents of his own Right, soul. and yeah, I wonder if working for him is actually pretty good because he'll also forgive you when... I'd rather be like, have someone who... I don't need someone to celebrate my successes so much as I'd want to feel stability and knowing that they're not going to act yeah. irrationally if some random chance of failure happens. Yeah. Yeah, it's interesting. My instinct is still, Yeah. this is a guy who is constantly faced with the most insane temptations and yeah. makes the best, most moral, ethical choices all the time and believes the only thing that matters yeah. is doing your duty and meeting your obligations. Yeah. And if you do it, you haven't done, all you've done is met the standard that we're all supposed to live by all the time. And if you don't do it, then what you have done is given into a temptation or whatever that is a thousand times punier than the stuff that he deals with constantly. Yeah. Oof, seems like a tough guy to work with to me. I hear what you're saying about if he can really live his philosophy, then he also just lets go of that fact and is non-judgmental. And to his credit, he mostly seems pretty non-judgmental, I think, in this writing. Yeah. But boy, I don't know. It still seems like... There's nothing good in emerging from change. Just seems like a guy who's not going to celebrate you very much to me. In, in, in 37, he talks about still being rude to other people. Yeah. Like, he's, he's chastising himself for doing these things, which I yeah. think stem... Like, rudeness, the other side of that sword, is celebration. Yeah. Right? It's over-celebrating someone. So, yeah. I do get the sense that these are ideals, yeah. and he is not the yeah. reason he needs feels the need to write them is because he yeah does not behave this way yeah yeah I, I think you're right but it's, it is funny the idea if, if he thinks this is an ideal but like yeah. your argument is that if he got there it if would be really, very unpleasant yeah, so, yeah. he lived there yeah. if he was really like this all the time yeah, yeah. I don't know if I'd want to know you Marcus it's like the worse things are, the more you want to recede into that. You want to become that because that's right. the only way to survive absolutely terrible times. But yeah. when things are good, yeah. you would hope that they would come out of their shell and yeah. experience life a little more. It's like a little, yeah, he's a little cloister coming in and out of his shell. Yeah, totally. And this book is him figuring out how to build his little shell. Yeah. 43 seems relevant to that. 43. Time is a river, a violent current of events glimpsed once and already carried past us and another follows and it's gone awesome that's great yeah boy he is he's going through (laughs) this is he's in his emo phase a little bit i feel or something he's always like this yeah but uh, even more so right now it's feeling like yeah he's really something in the world is really challenging him and he is having to constantly remind himself to just let it go and go with the flow, yeah, as it were. It's this analogy. I've been thinking more deeply about the river. You don't stand in the same water twice ever. Analogy. It's amazing how rivers work. <laughs> like they're just they appear so stable, and yeah. there's like okay, this is a river. It's all it's constantly yeah. flowing, and it's constantly about the same width. Yeah. But that water comes from somewhere. Yeah, 
And apparently, yeah, it's crazy. Yeah, and it's just it's new water every time. It's not. It doesn't get to. Re- it's I guess recycled in some sense by the eventually water yeah. cycle. Yeah, but it like comes from rain. Yes, somehow it's or snow. Yeah, or snow. Yeah, it's. It is a very cool analogy for life mm. and how. Yeah, this particular set of water is. Even though it looks like it's it's constant, it's really not. Yeah. Yeah. That's nice. Yes, I totally agree. It's, he was very consistent with his vision of always changing, even yeah. in the like we don't have the perspective to realize how the extent to which the world is actually this constantly changing thing. Um, yeah, because it looks on the surface level unchanging. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Forty-four. Everything that happens is as simple and familiar as the rose in spring. The fruit in summer. Disease, death, blasphemy, conspiracy. Everything that makes stupid people happy or angry. <laughs> okay, all right. I'm feeling like he's getting a little judgmental. <laughs> nice. Okay, so maybe there's some kind of yeah, some kind of turbulence in the courts that's happening. Yeah. Blasphemy and conspiracy. Everything that happens is as simple as familiar as the rose in spring or the fruit in summer. By which he just means like stuff that happens. Everything, yeah. There's nothing new under the sun. Right. All the disease, death, blasphemy, conspiracy, they all just happen over and over again in different forms. Yeah. <laughs> Everything that makes stupid people happy or angry does feel like, yeah, he's really <laughs> somewhat he's doing something <laughs> that he is. And he has to say, okay, Marcus. Yeah. Th- this is an example where he's, some slack. he's writing in his private yes, journal. Yeah. I, I really, we're, yeah, I mean, obviously, being, uh, yes, if he's talking to other people, then yes. <laughs> he wouldn't use those words. But yeah. I do that, too, sometimes. Shorthand that I use for myself. Yeah, it's like, not public language you would use. I don't mean stupid people. I just mean most normal yeah. people, like <laughs> yeah. myself, when I'm not thinking critically. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, okay. Yeah, yes, I agree. This one feels like some of the unfairness of reading his book that he was not intending for other people. Yeah to read yeah but it is it still feels like it's revealing nevertheless to know that he did in his private moments think of them as stupid people yeah <laughs> yeah yeah 45 what follows coheres with what went before not like a random catalog whose order is imposed upon it arbitrarily but logically connected and just as what exists is ordered and harmonious what comes into being betrays an order too not a mere sequence but an astonishing concordance whoa whoa <laughs> okay now he's saying things are connected i guess he yeah. he believes things are connected but yeah but that it's yeah okay the past explains the present yeah that there is some sort of divine order to to time and the world boy if you believe this then you think you can control things you think so I think another way of looking at it is like there's somebody somewhere is weaving this whole right. crazy thing, and there's some huge and pattern some pattern that you just to can't it see. all. But you're a little thread. Okay. That's how I read it. But and it's but the weaving is not just some random crappy pattern. Yeah. Either yeah. it is. It's a beautiful, it's, massive, yeah. majestic pattern that yeah. you don't have the ability to it, see. Yeah. 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 That's cool. Yep. That that is probably what he means. 
Yeah. Because the alternative were, oh, there's cause and effect. If you want that effect, you should just change this input. Probably not what he means. Yes, I think that's right. It's interesting, though, that he uses the phrase logically connected here, though. That, logically, like, yeah. Yeah, that, that, that sort of implies that, like, mm. humans with enough you careful could study figure could figure it out, yeah. I feel like. Yeah. Yeah, I agree. Oh, some of the language here is just lovely, though, I think. What exists is ordered and harmonious, but what comes into being betrays an order, too. Ooh. Betrays. Betrays, yeah. Isn't yeah. that nice? Yeah. Mm. 46. Remember Heraclitus. There's a quote. When Earth dies, it becomes water. Water, air. Air, fire. And back to the beginning. What? <laughs> Here's another quote, I assume also Heraclitus. Those who have forgotten where the road leads. And another quote. They are at odds with what is all around them. And now, closing the quote, the all-directing logos. And, one more quote, they find alien what they meet with every day. And actually, another quote. Our words and actions should not be like those of sleepers and now a parenthesis that is not in quotes, for we act and speak in dreams as well, and now back to the quotes, or of children copying their parents, close quotes, doing and saying only what we have been told. Okay, I feel like my quotes thing Holy really made cow. that difficult, yeah. to, but I, there's no way to read this aloud that conveys the whole this idea. This is like a, a rope course for a reader. Yeah, that, I did my best there. Um, uh, okay, let's talk about that. You said you had a woe that I think is worth talking about on that first sentence. So let's go back to that. Sure, yeah. When Earth dies, it becomes water, air, fire, and back to the beginning. So this is the elements transitioning into one another kind of thing. Can we meet him in an understanding of why it is these elements transition? <laughs> when into... the Earth dies? what? I don't even understand that part of this. I think Earth, in this case, I'm assuming he means dirt. Like that, like Earth, like, oh. or like plants, or like the elemental Earth, not like the planet Earth. If we think of Earth as like an element, oh, the I elements see. of Earth, water, air, and fire. Sure. Okay, so they believe that the world, whole world is is made up of four made up elements. of those. I don't understand how that's possible. <laughs> I just don't. I don't even like fundamentally. How do you explain a tree? Is it Earth? It's Earth and water and air. It's things can have components of all of them. I see. Together. So what's like, iron? Earth, earth and fire earth and fire yeah oh that okay this is <laughs> working, actually okay, wow all right we might persuade ball oh on my a, god mental <laughs> understanding of the world wow. here wow i and i think it's probably a little more complicated than what we just said where it's combined in different ways or ratios sure. or whatever but wow. yeah i think this is very cool yes i think there were concepts of what the world is made up of before they had chemistry and things like that oh huh. okay this holds up <laughs> yeah checks out uh, <laughs> i buy it although even if we grant it to him so he's now describing how this is even if you presuppose that the world is made up of elements uh -huh. the idea that the the these elements transition into one another is yeah. what he's implying here that's not obvious that's yet yeah. another assumption to make and he says that yeah. earth dies and becomes water i don't know how that works yeah maybe <laughs> yeah yeah, yeah the, a plant dies and whatever it dries out or then that doesn't really make sense yeah i don't know water air makes sense but yeah. it evaporates sure fine yeah. air, air fire, fire okay uh, i don't know <laughs> yeah <laughs> yeah these yeah. i mean oxygen is what fuels a fire yeah 
it feels to me like fire should be turning into air, not the other way. <laughs> but and then back to the beginning means fire turns into earth. Yeah. So yeah, I that one it. that one kind of yeah. works for me. Yeah. It's the transition that I don't buy is earth water. <laughs> yeah, that one. Uh, boy, I don't know. I struggle with air fire too. <laughs> okay, okay. You squeeze an apple, and you make apple juice, which is like water. And that's it dying. Tom. So when you squeeze the apple, yeah. it's died. If you squeeze it really hard, of course. Okay, but how is it becoming? If you squeeze anything, Tom. You get water. It be- wasn't the water there while it was alive. <laughs> yeah, but we didn't see it. Okay. Now we see it. Now uh, it becomes water. Okay, but there's still the squeezed dry apple. That part didn't become water. That's just earth now. And now it's dead earth. Okay. Yeah. Okay. When you kill a human. That's earth, presumably. Yeah. It becomes water because it bleeds. But it also becomes more earth because it's like a corpse. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Whatever. Sure. It's okay. some earth and okay, some water. Okay, so yeah. stab a guy, get some blood. Yeah. That dries up into the air and then fuels a air. fire somewhere. Which, yeah, you're right. That part what? is also <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. Boy, the, the sense, yeah, the sense. Yeah. I think I agree with you that the sense of air dying is like the only way air dies is it gets consumed by fire. That's right. their only concept of like where air ever goes in some way. Um, Man, this earth, water, air, fire thing is really empowering. <laughs> it feels like all of a sudden, in some ways, like I can explain the whole world. It's yes. so powerful. Yes. This is how I felt after like seventh grade physics. <laughs> yes. I was like, I know everything. Yes. All of a sudden, yeah. That's cool. I, so I can see if, if you're there's a strong appeal to being able to explain everything, so you're willing but, to jump over some yeah yeah air fire. Yeah, we don't get it all yet, but yeah, yeah. But, yeah, but, but obviously there's four elements, and obviously there's a cycle. Yeah, brilliant. Yeah, pretty nice. I love it. Turns I'm out, gonna see if I how far I can stretch this thing. Okay. In my I'm trying to life. think what media to. There's so if you've heard of Avatar: The Last Airbender, there's a bunch of like stuff I feel like yeah. science fiction and fantasy stuff that operates on this yeah. elemental premises of the world yeah. like that. Yeah, um, <laughs> yeah. The bummer that this turns out not to be true at all. Right? Yeah. This is a lot more. It's, think about this, and then think about the periodic table of the elements. I know. It's Which so much one, more. What do you like more? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's right. Yeah. yeah we've Probably. really progressed backwards on, in terms yeah. of Occam's Razor here. Yeah. Unfortunately, we're right. <laughs> we're right. I don't know. You don't I don't know, know Tom. You, Two you, electrons you, are in both everywhere and nowhere at the same time. Yeah, like, I, like there's a bunch of stuff we're just yeah. earth air firing over here. Yeah, Heraclitus might have some similar criticisms like the one we just drew for, yeah. for our current yeah, understanding of the world. But I, I we, think... We sure sort of wave, string theory. We're just... Wave our hands at yeah, some stuff. Yeah, smoothing a lot of stuff over here. I think we would win at predicting the outcomes of at least some experiments over, <laughs> over Heraclitus. Oh, All right. One more? Yeah, let's make this the last one. Number 47. Suppose that a god announced that you were going to die tomorrow or the day after. <laughs> I love that the or the day after is in quotes. Yes, or the day after is in quotes, but the rest of it's not. Right. So okay, it's, but this part of the language is important, I think, is what we're meaning to understand. Right. God is being... He's not quite sure when you're going to die. He's, yes, yeah. he's being precisely imprecise by saying right. this. Unless you were a complete coward... You wouldn't kick up a fuss about which day it was. <laughs> what difference could it make? Right. Now recognize that the difference between years from now and tomorrow is just as small. Oof. 
Okay, so the idea is like, so if you're told you're going to die, this is awesome. Yeah. Then lovely. you don't care about when? Yeah, is it that... doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. You're going to die today or tomorrow. Who cares? I actually think, I don't know if I agree with that. I think there's a huge difference between, I know, I already knew I was going to die. Yeah. But it does matter if it's tomorrow because then I need to grab the first flight out of San Francisco <laughs> to say bye to my mom, right? Yeah. I think he's presupposing basically that like who cares about saying bye to your like it doesn't matter you're gonna die yeah you get it's to. good for her I, I, yeah i agree with I you i would want but uh, i think his concept of death is just like it's very self-centered yeah yep okay so wait so steel man this for me like it doesn't matter which day because like, it's so dramatic that i'm gonna die in the next two days that this, my behavior is the same either way or i i think it's just like it doesn't matter anyway. It, like, yeah. If somebody, if if God said, you're going to die tomorrow or the day after, yeah. you'd say, okay, well, I'm Marcus. I say, you know what? Yeah. I've lived my life, and now, now it turns out I'm done, and that's what the gods have decided. Yeah. Fine. I guess this I is all the premise of you're supposed to live every day as if you're going to yeah. die tomorrow. Yeah. Yeah. I Nothing has harmed me. I'm fine. I did what I was supposed to during the time that I was here, and this was a part of the plan for me to go away. And if the plan says today yeah. versus tomorrow versus the next day, who cares? I think the analogy, I think maybe the reason I'm having struggling with this is because of a modern technology. Like, yeah. the you things can you can do a in flight. a day yes. are massive. Right. Whereas for him, it's like, who cares about an additional day? Like, yeah. I can yeah. you know, get halfway Dude. across Transylvania, but I there's can... nothing there. Yes. Whereas maybe the analogy is better for you and me if it's like you have... 10 minutes or 15 <laughs> or even seven seconds or 14 seconds yeah yeah it's okay i'm just gonna sit here for 14 yeah. i'm gonna like yeah i think that's probably right yes i agree that the like individual stuff that could happen in a day for him are probably is probably smaller than it is for us on some yeah. level or yeah. may maybe your your time frame is right 10 minutes and 15 minutes because if i have 14 seconds yeah i might be able to call two people <laughs> yeah whereas if i have if the news is i'm gonna die in yeah. three minutes yeah then there's not really much else to talk. Like, yeah. like, okay, I'm going to call the next person now. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you get to play six phone calls instead of four. Yeah, something like that, I think is right. But he's also doing this, like, interesting... I can't help but think of this as, like, a mathematical analogy thing, where he's saying, like, the ratio between one day and two days is actually the same as the ratio between one day and 20 years because right. they're both just infinitesimally small amounts of time in the scheme of things right. and it, it doesn't actually matter even though of course on the surface we would all have the reaction of years from now and yeah. tomorrow of course i would rather die years from now than tomorrow yeah that's a kind of remarkable type of logic he's using there too i think it's powerful it's interesting yeah. Okay. It's yet another one that I cannot actually <laughs> like. Yeah. Sure, I intellectually agree with you, Marcus. Can I put this into practice? Ugh. Yeah. Look, if you knew that you were gonna die in five years, for example. Yeah. You would live life differently, right? Yeah. For one thing, like you may not start some long-term relationships. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> totally. Like, yeah. It would change probably your calculus not very fair on having, to your partner on having kids. Yeah. Yep. That's true. That's relevant information because it affects yeah. other people and you. But I think to some extent it doesn't matter to you. Like, you're going to be dead. It affects the people who live on. 
Yeah. But I think... Yeah, maybe it's like selfish or whatever. But you would also... Let's say you knew that and decided to keep it a secret and then did start some relationships. You would know in your heart that you were betraying these people or whatever. And then that way it would affect you too. As long as you live your life honestly. Okay, but you... Exactly. You wouldn't... Or to live your life honestly would change. How you would live your life honestly would change. Yeah, that's interesting. On that note. (laughs) 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 Yes, okay. I think we're getting slower, Tom. We have two pages today. Yeah. Okay, we are in striking distance of finishing of, the end. of finishing book four. We will absolutely 100% do it in our next episode. That is a promise to our podcast listeners here. Yep. But of course, I think we have set ourselves up to have great podcast listeners because if they truly listen to this podcast and understand it, then they should know that there should ha- they should never expect any additional episodes of this podcast. That's right. Because it could all be <laughs> over tomorrow. <laughs> And if the world dictates that there shall be another episode of this podcast, then there should be one. And you shouldn't be angry about the the content of it or what it sounds like or if the volume dips halfway through or if the episodes on Spotify are out of order. It's neither natural natural nor unnatural. This is all a part of a grand fabric. It's neither good nor bad. You can barely perceive. Yes. And now Tom Tom and I are off to go be spun around by Clotho. Yes. Until the next episode. Yes. Okay. Goodbye. Bye.